Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Gary Flick. Welcome, Gary. Hey, thank you, Gary. Um, you are originally from Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. What was it like growing up there? Um, I lived in pretty rural Pennsylvania, so there were some good and some bad. Uh, wasn't overly cultured, I'd say, growing up, nor no. were those around me. But um, it was fun, like, I mean, woods everywhere, a lot of peace of mind, a lot of places to sit. And, That's kind of neat. You know, I never, I didn't play much guitar growing up, but I still like road songs in my head, you know? Uh-huh. And it was easy to do outside. I loved, I loved, I loved being outside. It was you a good, missed the was, seasons? No, I also love, <laughs> without being hypocritical, I also love being here in, the, in, the, in this fine year-round weather here in oh. San Diego. So no, I don't, I don't. What was your first introduction to music? Uh, I'm very fortunate. My uh, grandfather and grandmother still to this day are a gospel duo. So I was watching them play music my entire life, singing harmonies and stuff. They even let me come on stage a few times. Yeah. So I got the bug very early, literally as early as I can remember. Um, what type of music were you listening to as a teenager? Um, were you into gospel music? I was not. No offense to my wonderful grandparents. <laughs> I, li- I was into theirs. But I uh, I, was a, I liked some heavier stuff when I was younger. But... Um, Thrice was my favorite band growing up, I'd say. But I also like some funky stuff. Red Hot Chili Peppers I was always into growing up and uh, Rage Against the Machine. So not quite gospel. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about songwriters? Uh, any favorite songwriters? Yeah. Um, the aforementioned Thrice. I used to love reading lyrics when I was younger. I wish I did it now more. But uh, they were always real progressive, made me think, which was kind of, I feel, absent in that vein of music when I was younger. It was a lot of... I hate my dad. And these guys actually sound about some, they, they, you know, about some, some world issues and stuff and got my brain ticking. And I one of my first introductions to that in music as far as songwriting, which I really appreciated. Really so when did, you, when did you start your songwriting journey? Um, when, when did you write your first song? Yeah, I was, uh, I knew two or three chords growing up, which don't get me wrong, is enough to write a great song. But I never did until I was in the Navy out here in San Diego and in the middle of the ocean. I really... I, uh, I brought my guitar and played every single day, which I wish I'd have done growing up. But, uh, you know, there was outside mountains and stuff to run around in. But once, <laughs> once I was confined to a boat, I'm very thankful that I played a lot of guitar and wrote my first song in the middle of the ocean. I would think being out there in nature like that, that you've got all that time possibly to... Big time, yeah, yeah. To write yeah. And, and, and come up with some, some I, uh, stuff. I wish, I wish I'd even taken more advantage of all the time out there, but took some, took some. So uh, you joined the Navy uh, after high school, right? Yes, sir. 2006 to 2010, I was out here floating around boats. And that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's when you first started playing the guitar, too. You, yes, sir. You didn't play it at, at all. You mentioned it, of course, when you were growing up, you didn't. But yeah. even as you got older, still didn't play it much, huh? Yeah, uh, well, I, um, I, I fell in love with it in the Navy, for sure. And then I kept playing pretty pretty profusely after that. So about 20, 20 years old, I'd say. Yes. So, so you had a guitar before you joined the Navy, or did you get one while you were in the Navy? I got one while I was in the oh, Navy. Oh, really? Yes, yes. There was one around growing up, just because my family, in my house, but it wasn't really mine. I didn't really touch it. I don't know why. I wish I would have. But uh, but yes, to say I played a lot of guitar growing up would be 100% false. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe five times I held one in my hand and made some noise, but that was that it. That was about it. Huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and your parents didn't play any music in the house, um, radio station, nothing Not like really that? Not really at all. Uh both fine people, but my mom sang in church, which was cool. But my uh, my dad doesn't even turn on a radio. <laughs> really? Nope. My mom doesn't listen to much radio either. So not no, there was like never a record player in my even house. in the car. Yeah, no, it was always friends. Friends exposed me to music, which was nice. So your friends were into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it about the guitar 
that drew you in, that made you want to play that and not another instrument? It was very challenging. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know. That's a good question. I think maybe when I listen to music, my ears always went towards guitars. So maybe it was just an actual reaction when I decided to play an instrument to go for that one. But yeah, I wish I had a better answer. I don't really know, but I'm certainly glad I made that choice because I love it. Any other instruments that you play? I do play drums um, uh, pr- pretty decently, but like I wouldn't consider myself good at, honestly, guitar either. <laughs> good enough to write some songs in both of them, which so I when, like. When, when you thought about playing the guitar, did you think of being, uh, you know... Uh, being a Jimi Hendrix or something like that ever come to your mind? Honestly, like, definitely lead guitarist was the first reason I wanted to play, like, what I was drawn to. The songwriting didn't come till a little later, but it's now very much what I pride myself on, and I'm, I, I, I love songwriting even a little more than writing a solo, you know, writing a full song. But definitely when I first picked it up, it was like the the half half plan was to be the next John Frusciante or Jimi Hendrix, for sure. I fell a little short. <laughs> and uh, so now you play guitar... Um, is it more of an accompaniment for you then, for your songs? Um, I'd say it's actually the primary uh, primary songwriting weapon most times. I tend to write kind of like a riff and then build the rest of a song around it. So yeah, definitely more than more than a compliment. It's a big it's a big between that and the words that kind of pop into my head. Those are my my major drivers of writing a song. Uh, you're going to play three of your original songs for us today. Tell yes, us sir. about the first one. All right, um, the first one uh, is out on all the internets and stuff under my, my band's name. I play, um, play guitar and sing in a band called Suede Radio in town. And uh, we won us a San Diego Music Award a few years ago for Best Rock Song. So this is one of our rock songs, but it, uh, this, this is one that correlates to kind of the this, this, this solo dude here a little better because most of it's much of a compliment to my bandmates. More, more, more musical than lyrical, you know? So, and, uh, but this, is, this, one, this one's, I think, a pretty decent little singer-songwriter one. So it's called uh, Lock Me Up. And it is about victimless crimes and how I don't think we should get in trouble for them. We should get some help for people. So I hope you dig it. I met a man on the subway. He asked me for a dime. I said I can't spare no money, but I can spare some time. He said I used to have it good, boy. Had almost everything But then they took it all away Because the gambling sting You know I never stole from no one I never cheated no man But they still put those cuffs on my hands So lock me up if you think it's a crime I don't mind serving some time Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying Lock me up till the day that I die Lock me up if you think it's a crime I don't mind serving some time Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying Lock me up till the day that I die It's getting hard to save money And I'm starting to age I'm paying debts to the villains now With an honest man's wage Then came another mouth to feed It wasn't something I had planned Wanted to give her everything So I supplied a demand You know I never stole from no one I never cheated no man But they still put those cuffs on my hands 
So lock me up if you think it's a crime I don't mind serving some time Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying Lock me up till the day that I die Lock me up if you think it's a crime I don't mind serving some time Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying Lock me up till the day that I die Speak my mind about the angle of the voter line. They raised his voice, I raised mine. He landed a punch right between my eyes. Please tell me, how could it be? I'm to blame for his knocked out teeth. Guess being a man ain't how it's supposed to be. Defending yourself against authority. So lock me up if you think it's a crime. I don't mind serving some time. Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying. Lock me up till the day that I die. Lock me up if you think it's a crime. I don't mind serving some time. Nobody was hurt, nobody was crying. Lock me up till the day that I die. Lock me up. How long did you uh, serve in the Navy? Uh, four years. And then after you got out, that's uh, is that when you decided then to pursue uh, pursue music on on more of a professional level? Yeah, I um I ended up. Uh, I get this might be a winded answer, but I only applied to San Diego State to go to college when I was in the Navy, and then I didn't get in at the last minute, and I uh, didn't know what to do. And I had a Navy friend going to college in Wisconsin, and I had never set foot in the state, and I said, "F it, I'll go. I'll go with him." So I went with him, and. Uh, uh, in college in Wisconsin, I studied music industry, so not a, like a ton of theory stuff. I wish I knew more on that, but as far as like the biz side and booking gigs and all that, and then I started my first band there in Wisconsin. So after the Navy, you went to Wisconsin. Yep. And, and then came to San Diego? Yep. Four so, years Four years there in college. Uh, got, got my feet wet in music, had a band there that was very fun, but we didn't know what the heck we were doing, and then kind of took what I learned and really, really moved back out here in about 2015, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play some tunes. And was that uh, the band uh, in uh, Wisconsin, that a cover band? Uh, we wrote a lot of our own stuff, actually. It was called, I'll give them a, a plug, called Zen Franklin. Uh, real together? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we play like one show every four years <laughs> back in Wisconsin, so we're still a band, I guess. But uh, it's kind of like psychedelic rock. A bunch of guys in their early 20s who uh, like to smoke a little pot. <laughs> write some songs. It's okay. It's yeah. legal in California. Indeed, indeed. So. <laughs> but yes. Were you in other uh, other bands as well? Nope. In college, just the one. Just the just one for one, the, huh? uh, yeah, for the about three three of the four years I was there. And then moved back out here and kind of just took whatever music work I could for a while. Almost a lot of solo acoustic stuff at first. And the the music, uh, again, you didn't study music theory. You studied, studied the music industry. Yep. And what kind of um, courses there was a lot entail? of entail? There was a lot of copyright stuff and like stuff that I still don't really mess with a lot, but I hope to someday. But, you know, things that pop, stuck out, like how to protect yourself against a label and things like that. Getting an education on uh, on um, owning your music was a big thing, like how to do it the right way, especially with this is yeah, still 10 years ago. But there was a, the online music was getting real prevalent and they were very good at uh, pushing like, hey, this is the way the industry's going. Make sure you know how to do this, getting your music out there, uh-huh. pushing it, you know, things like that. So it was cool. It was a good time. Good time to be there for that. Should come in handy for you. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Hasn't I mean, yeah, music theory is an important thing, too, but to, to know the industry. For sure. If you really want to pursue this professionally, Indeed. not a bad thing to 
that he's studying up on. And mm-hmm. and it's so different these days. Right. Probably. Yeah, even 10 years ago, I bet, it's, years I bet it's 100 times different now. Yeah. And, and I think the pandemic changed some of that, too. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your album, Suede Radio. You wrote the songs, played all the instruments on it. Uh, is it a concept album? Um, no, definitely uh, as the first kind of uh, one I did all, all by myself. And now we are very much a four-person band, and everyone's involved in the songwriting, and four heads are always better than one. Yeah. But the, uh, the first, whatever, five or six songs, um, definitely not a concept of any sort, just kind of some ideas that popped into my head. Uh, I, I started for my day, day job at the time, I don't know, five or six years ago, working from home and moved down to uh, near, near Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for three months, kind of in the middle of nowhere, to really make I, akin to the Navy. I'm very easily distracted. And if I want to yes, learn a guitar, i got to go in the middle of the ocean for a year. If I want to write some <laughs> songs, i got to disappear to a jungle. But that's what I did. And just kind of, I didn't force anything, just wrote what came out of my noggin. And the songs are all very different, but definitely not intentionally any sort of concept. And then the uh, the pandemic hit. Well, you were just getting a band together at that yep. time, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I came Getting back. Ready to bring it to the public? Indeed. I came back from the aforementioned Mexico trip, recorded a few songs, and had just got some some buddies on board. And we, we actually had a, a gig scheduled at the 710 Beach Club, just like amidst their open mic. A very small, good, great first gig, though. And that was scheduled, I want to say, like mid-April and March is when everything shut down. So then we, then we had to take a year and a half off instead of playing our first gig. But ultimately didn't hurt us. We got a lot tighter. Nobody's ready to play their first show. <laughs> we certainly weren't. Uh, and as you mentioned, you won a San Diego Music Award for Best Rock Song. What was that like for you? Uh, it was really cool. I'm not, I, I'm not being humble when I say we went there not thinking there was a chance in hell that we were going to win. It was truly, it was our first um, song that we all recorded together after m- me doing a couple of the ones in just having people who really know what they're doing on the instruments obviously makes a song much better. So it was the very first song we recorded. We submitted it. We said, why not? And we kind of just went because we got free tickets for being nominated and we we're going to have some beers. And then we won. And it was it was some elation. No, no lie. It made me very, very happy. I knew. I know at the end of the day that stuff's subjective, but nonetheless, it was cool to hear our name called, especially with a bunch of bands there that I've been watching for five years and really, really liking. Made, made me feel good about my decision to play some music in town for sure. What uh, what year was that? Um, I believe the award was for 2021. Uh, it, I got my. They they had to skip one of them because of the pandemic. Right. And I want to say I think the award was technically 2021 one. music award. Yes. Yeah, I was there uh, this year. Yeah, that's uh, a fun event. It's a yeah, very fun event. And they raise a lot of money for guitars for kids, which is right. awesome. Right. Really fundraiser really cool. too. So that's Indeed. that's real real neat. Wrong with um, that. How did that kind of recognition, winning an award like that, what does that recognition kind of recognition do for you? Um, I'm shy about it, because, <laughs> and I actually need to push it a little more, I think, because it's certainly, when I take a deep breath and tell venues and stuff, they're always like, oh, that's great, come on come on up and play, you know? So I uh, I think I have a little bit, there's so many good bands in this town, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome about it. I need to take a deep breath and be like, this is cool, we want this, so about a bunch of other bands. So to answer your question directly, I don't use it enough, <laughs> and I should. It should be at the top of the thing I tell people. Right. Uh, venues, venues, not, you know, not some guy at the grocery store. But well, <laughs> right. right, it should be part of your promotional yes, yes. So uh, promotion I'm, package. I promise you, Gary, one Gary to another, that I'm going to start using it as a, a promotional thing as we try to branch out and play around town a little more. And other, right. ta- other towns. All right. Uh, you're listening to Music Makers San Diego. I'm talking with Gary Flick today. What's the next song you're going to perform for us? Um, I am going to do one that I just wrote a couple weeks ago. And it hasn't even come out on the old internet yet. But it is completed. 
I did it at Studio West with a fella named Ryan Finch to give him a little plug, and he's helped me record a lot of music. He's a cool dude. And um, it's called Apocalypse. It's the first song in my life that I'm just going to release under my no name, or my own name, <laughs> my own name, Gary Flick. Uh, I've, only, I've been in a couple bands, but um, no beef, no beef with the Suede Radio, but this is very much not in that vein. So I'm going to, this is my first song ever that I'm releasing by myself. So I'm excited to share it with you, Gary. It's called, it's called Apocalypse, but it's a happy song. It's a happy song. Somewhere. It was cosmic on the cliffs, in between the spliffs. I finally caught a glimpse of who this stranger really is. Disappeared into the mist, with her hand around my wrist. Wouldn't even care if there was an apocalypse. We could start brand new, baby, me and you. Leave the problems that the world created sitting in our rear view. Start brand new, with no more priorities. No more phony friends and no more self-proclaimed authority. No more lies and no more fucking money. Just the whole entire world to make our land of milk and honey. No more pain and no more time And no more people in your life who have a closed mind But it ain't that easy to leave it all behind Guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind Ain't that easy to leave it all behind Guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind Ain't that easy to shake off such a high Every now and then I take a trip back in my mind When it was cosmic on the cliffs in between the spliffs, a part of me was found I thought could no longer exist Disappeared into the mist, with her hands around my wrist Wouldn't even care if there was an apocalypse We could start brand new, baby, me and you Leave the problems that the world created sitting in our rear view No more shame, no more priorities No more phony friends and no more self-proclaimed authority No more lies and no more time And no more people in your life who have a closed mind but it ain't that easy to leave it all behind I guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind Ain't that easy to leave it all behind Guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind Ain't that easy to leave it all behind Guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind Ain't that easy to leave it all behind Guess we'll come back down and find our way back to the grind When it was cosmic on the split Cliffs. In between the spliffs, I finally caught a glimpse of who this stranger really is. So are you planning to do uh, more solo stuff? You said this is uh, a solo effort of yours, not with the band. Yeah, I think I think as it comes for sure, um, depending on what feels natural and what uh, what those guys dig. If they want to take some things, I take no offense to them not wanting to. But um, I also... Uh, I also kind of think that like just strictly songwriting could be a, could be a path that I've been somewhat considering, you know, recording and stuff as a songwriter and then saying, hey, Doug over there in Nashville, you want to play this song of mine? <laughs> or what, you know, so I'm slowly but surely I'm uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing how the first couple hit as far as if people like them or not with me singing. I like myself as a songwriter. I'm not sold on my own voice yet. So with that in mind, I'm going to see if see if people dig them with me singing. And if not, if it's not a lot of traction, probably use the use my own name songs, if you will, more as a, a songwriter. Try to get in some of those doors. What was it like for you guys when you first, you know, after the pandemic and you finally got to get out there and do a gig uh, as Suede Radio? What was that like to finally have that happen? It was incredible. And um, truly, I'll never take playing music 
live for granted ever again. I don't care if there's one person there now or 500. I'm going to enjoy every second out of it, and I definitely have since we came back. And like, I had that conscious thought right there, like in the moment. First note we hit after we were allowed to play music again, I was like, this is my favorite thing to do in the world. I was bummed out not, not having it during the pandemic. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people had a lot worse things happen to them. But in my own tiny little world, I was very sad about not playing music. And uh, it certainly, certainly uh, was one of very, very vivid memory of being like, don't take this for granted. Do this as often as you can. Love your life type of moment. So, What motivates or inspires you to write? Um, I'm very bad at conveying emotions. <laughs> and I think it's the one way I can get some some stuff out. And also, like, especially with the Suede Radio vein, vein, some of our songs are very fist in the air, pissed off, you know? I don't I don't personally like having those conversations with people, <laughs> but I still get to share my opinion if I put it in song. So stuff stuff like that. Definitely uh definitely having a voice, having having a bit of a voice. I like I, that motivates me more than more than most. Where do you find yourself the most creative? Do you have a room in your home where you go to write, or do you like to be out and about observing life around you? Uh, definitely, I, I did grow up in that small mountain town in Pennsylvania. My favorite place to write music is definitely still like East County, at least up in Alpine, go for a camping trip, or uh, Julian, or even out to the desert. So out in nature? Yes, big time nature. That's where I'm more at peace. It's too easily distracted in this city. This fine city, but there's a lot to do. And being out there in nature, does that inspire you and give you ideas as big well time. big very, time so it's 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 very good for your creative process big time it uh, it'll yeah definitely a little both column a and column b it's a, a great that's where i really think and like get into the creative process but it's also where i find the most peace and can sit down and actually you know write some stuff down some songs down and stuff yeah definitely, yeah. definitely so, nature to answer that question directly no distractions there that's right? for sure right um do you typically write songs in one sitting or does it take you a while you come back to it later? Um, I would say for every four songs I write, three tend to be 90% done in one sitting. I kind of, some will pop into my head and kind of just get attached to it and want to finish. It could be a long sitting, you know, <laughs> a very long sitting sometimes, a whole day. But I would say, yeah, maybe more like nine out of ten times. And then every now and again I'll have like a, just a riff that I know there needs to be more to, but that part's not in my head. And those ones can take uh, quite a while. The, the most recent Suede radio tune that's coming out. Uh, we've been writing for a year and a half. So, and it's, wow, it's very you know what I mean. It's very different. It's more intricate, but also I do think songs that are written like in twenty minutes are often very pure and very fun. And you can over you can overwork songs. So, I definitely allow the ones that come quick to stay as they are too. I think I'd be one of those where I just would continue writing because I would never know. For I sure, would never feel that this. This is what needs, you know, this right. is where I need to stop. Right, for sure. I would just keep on going. Indeed. There's there's some good and bad to my uh, my somewhat always needing to do something new mindset. So I'm like, all right, that song's good. Let's get another fish in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does writer block ever ever come your way? Definitely. Um, uh, we, I, we, a band, myself, I, I don't put out a ton of music at like a, a super frequent clip, you know what I mean? And... Uh, the couple times I have tried to do that, like told myself, all right, you know, we're a real band now. We got we to gotta write a song a week or a song a month. A week is overly ambitious. We never did that. But I find it very hard and I find it impure. And uh, I, I often, I think I talk myself into writer's block when I try to force force anything. So, yes, definitely. But uh, only only when, when, when I feel like I'm kind of in a corner to meet a deadline or something. But sometimes it hits very hard. I can't even. And think. how do you deal with it then? How do you get out of that? Yeah. Uh, 
I think if there's a silver lining and have having never had a label contract, I, I'd never had to quite get out of it, you know, other than be like, all right, I guess I'm not going to meet this little goal I set for myself. So I kind of just take a deep breath and step away and accept that whatever goal I made for myself isn't going to work. And then slowly, slowly I'll get relaxed. And most, most times I can write a song again shortly thereafter. What do you find to be the most challenging part about songwriting? Um, that's a good question. I would say lyrics that I'm satisfied with, for sure. I think uh, it's pretty easy for me to find joy in most most melodies and most beats, you know. But uh, I have thrown so many words in the trash. So def- <laughs> definitely, definitely lyric. Like I'll come up with them fast, but nine times out of ten, I'm like, that sucks, dude. <laughs> and I'm just, I would say, writing something that I'm lyrically that I'm happy with, my 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 most difficult part. I've had some uh, songwriters uh, tell me that you know. Ideas for songs come to them um, in various places, in dreams, while driving. What about you? Um, I, yeah, 100% uh, mimic that. Um, I've, I've had a song in my dream recently, and it, I, it was wild. I'm, I'm sure I have before, but woke up, and it, part of it is what, what we just recorded with the Swayberry. One of the reasons it took a year and a half to, there was some, some stuff that had to be added, and it somehow in my dream came to me, so it was wild. And yeah, for sure, I definitely recall something popping in my head while driving. Pretty much, pretty much anywhere, definitely. Um, what's the, uh, the third song you're going to play for us? This one is called, um, Please Explain. It's a little more fist in the area. It's a suede radio song. Uh, uh, will someone please explain these things to me is the entire chorus. And then the rest of the song is some, some stuff in this here society that, you know, I think's a little jacked up and we could work on as, as, as friends. So I gave four years to Uncle Sam so he would front the fee Want to stare at screens for 40 years and retire at 63 Will someone please explain these things to me? You beg the doc for extra pills and you take all 13 Those face shots may cause cancer but they'll keep the neighbors green And you scold the kids for smoking even though they're all 18 Will someone please explain these things to me? Like how a day without a sad, sad story Is a day the network news considers lost Or how we shout support the troops But when they give the cause their life Their pictures on page seven with the resale classifieds Approach the bench and raise your hand, swear to my deity This is your third time stealing, boy, you face life sentencing And the jury of your peers are these white faces that you see Will someone please explain these things to me? Will please explain these things to me? Will please explain these things to me? about how bravery is supposed to be our calling but we're scared to help kids running for their lives their oil ain't 
is good And we can't afford their guns Let's let them fight Let's watch them fight We lock up our own people More than all other countries And the tired poor, the weary Are just left upon the streets And we do it all while shouting It's the land of the free Will someone please explain this shit to me? You like to write songs with a little humor in it? I do, yeah. Sarcasm's a fun weapon. <laughs> a fun weapon in songwriting I use a lot. I like that. That was a good song. Thank you very much. Um, That's one of my favorites, and I don't say that about my songs very much. <laughs> I don't love most of them. Aside from Suede Radio, you're in a couple of other bands, aren't you? Yes. I um, I play bass with... Uh, with, I believe she was on here, Amanda Kogan. Yes. Yes, she's awesome. She and I, very conveniently for um, a couple creative noggins, live two blocks apart in Obi, so we get to get together and uh, love playing with her. She's great. Her music's so good. Yeah, she's fantastic. Fantastic song. Yeah. And then also with a, I guess called band, it's a a girl, Claire, but um, the the band uh, name is Maybear, and that's a little newer. But uh, I play bass with uh, her as well. And th- th- both of those are original outfits, which is certainly where my passion is. But uh, you gotta, you got to start a party and make a couple bucks, too. And I play drums in a R&B band. And excuse if my mom listens to this. We are called, my last name's Flick. We are called Flick and the Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, my, that's, my, that's my fun one. But that's all cover songs and stuff. Uh, how can people find out more about you? How can they find out where you're playing uh, in all your bands? And uh, yeah. <laughs> where can they find your music? I um, uh, All the Suede Radio stuff is on all the streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, YouTube. And we got a new song coming out this week called Light of the Moon. I would love it. See if y'all checked it out. It's a little heavier than most of our stuff. So if it's too heavy for you, check out another one too, please. But um, uh, as far as the, the hip hop band um, and Suede Radio stuff, uh, Suede Radio has our own Instagram. It's uh, Suede Radio Graham, and that's S-U-E-D-E, like blue suede shoes. Um, Suede Radiogram, and then my own is Gary Flick Music, and I stay pretty, uh, Instagram, I stay pretty prevalent on there, sharing all the hip-hop band, and then the two, with the two ladies I'm fortunate to play with as well. All right, Gary, thanks so much for being on the show today. Pleasure meeting you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Gary, and same to you. I appreciate from from all of us that you helped get our, get our names out there in this fine community. Thank you, sir. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one.